back again with another episode. This is episode seven, seven I think. I'm checking right now. Dude, why did you just get... I, as soon as I hit record, bro, I felt like I just took a hit of cop. I you got go. so, so chilled out <laughs> for a second there. But yeah, I mean, here we are, episode seven. We're going to continue on with our Q&A. Try to work through a lot of those questions that we got. Um, so yeah, maybe we should do a little recap what happened since our last episode. I know a big event we went to since our last episode was your first college football game. Yeah, that was okay. It was more than okay. It, well, I don't know about that. It was but. a good atmosphere, but um, don't bet on ASU. Never bet on ASU to bet win the against game. against ASU. Unless it's ASU Rugby. Those kids are some animals. Shout out ASU Rugby. Shout out our boy Sean. Um, so yeah, we did that. Uh, that was a pretty interesting night. And uh, I've been on a uh, three-day bender. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're recording Sunday right now, and I'll just tell you this: um, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, it's a, I don't know. It's part of college, and um, yeah. So anyway, speaking about college, uh, I guess we can head right into our Q and A. So we got some questions here. Let's start with this first one. It's kind of a uh, right to the point from a female junior. We got the question, in your opinions, does body count matter? I think we touched on this last time, right? Yeah, maybe. I I honestly forget. Um, So it's a female junior, so she's asking... Does I feel like she's matter. asking more for herself, like, about herself. Dude, I feel like there is a double standard out there, though, between guys and girls, you know, guys and girls. Yeah, where it's like the guy is has the master key and he has game if he's able to pull a lot of girls and stack up bodies. But then for a girl, it's just a negative connotation and nobody, like, nobody seems to like somebody with a high body count or there's a lot of judgment behind it. Yeah, and honestly... I feel like it all depends on the person, kind of. Because, you know... It's fucking hard. I don't want to, like, come across as really misogynistic or something. Or, like, trying to slut-shame or anything, yeah. but... I think the most important part, though... Because it like, sounds why like... Are you, why, why are you stacking bodies? Yeah. It's the intent behind it. If you're just doing it to do it, if that's, like, your mentality where you're just going after, like, the pleasure behind it, then I guess that's up to you. And like, if you feel guilt-free after, and if you're fine with yourself, and you're happy with looking at yourself in the mirror after, go for it. Because, like, it's your life. I'm not going to tell you how to live it, and I'm not going to judge you for living it the way you do. Because I don't know who you are, and I don't know your situation. Or maybe she's asking this, because maybe she's, like, interested in a guy, and this dude... Oh, has high bodies? Yeah. Dude, I'd watch out for that guy, honestly. I mean, the way I think about it, what's done is done, right? It's all in the past. And it kind of, like, matters now how he's treating her, you know? Yeah, but what if it's, like, then they then they fuck and then then he just ghosts her or something? Or just is on to the next one? Because if he's just playing the numbers game about it, I wouldn't waste your time with that person unless you think it's, like, worth that one night or that one time. 
Yeah, and honestly, I don't know. It's a really tricky subject to navigate. I think guys or girls, body count matters if it's like an insane number. Like, I'd, I'd look at that person over again and just like see why they're stacking bodies. Yeah. And sometimes it's like an age thing. Like, I feel like when you're younger, that was kind of your whole mindset, kind of. Especially, like, as soon as you turn 18 and go into, like, a new college or whatever, you're just, like, something about it makes you feel like, you know, you're, you took the limitless pill and you're just, you know, trying to go after everything that walks. Yeah, limitless pill or Viagra. Uh, so maybe it's an age thing, but it is a junior, so I'm assuming you're, like, 20. 21 um i'm not saying there's a timeline for you to outgrow that or not but all i gotta say is uh your future somebody is out there and do you want them to know that you've had multiple partners in a sexual capacity and if you're okay with that then hey more power to you but i think for most people when they think about it like that it kind of makes them readjust uh how they view it all but yeah, that's besides the point. Next question. Uh, hey Ben, saw you at Lambda's last party. Just wanted to ask, how do you guys talk to girls and approach them from a male sophomore? Uh, appreciate you seeing me at the party. I don't remember what your name is if you came up to me. Um, but yeah, good looks. So how do you guys talk to girls and approach them? I think... In a party setting, it's a lot easier because it's a social, you know, it's a social atmosphere, and you know, maybe there's like alcohol in the equation or whatever. Yeah, I used to be like stupid at parties. I just walk up to a group and just be like, "So, what are you guys talking about?" Yeah, and like usually everyone's just vibing enough to where they don't really care. They don't care, and they'll just be like, "Oh, this is what we're talking about," and then you can join that conversation that way. Um, I don't know if that would work for everybody. I mean, for me, it's like. Most of the times I go to parties, I'm not, like, you know, trying to find one girl and single her out and go up to her because that's just kind of creepy. Because they're not there to just, like, talk to one person either. Yeah, I kind of just, like, start talking to groups of people, and then from that way, you know, you kind of, like, weed out a certain section of that group and then start to talk to them, and then, you know, the rest is history. Um, but as far as, like, approaching girls, it's... Just do it. Yeah, my, my go-to thing is I usually ask them, like, you know, what their name is and uh, what they study and how old they are. Um, and then from there, you kind of just, I don't know, just don't be don't be so weird about it and just have a normal conversation. Yeah, um, be confident. Yeah, don't be go, self-deprecating. Go into the to the conversation with the girl, not, not seeking to gain, to take... To take some words from my my professor, shout out Professor McDonald. I don't. He's probably not even listening to this. But what class do you teach? Professional sales. There you go. He says, uh, "Sales is all about talking." Seek first to understand rather than to be understood. So, just let them do the talking. Honestly, girls love to talk, and they like when people ask them questions. So just ask a lot of questions. And if they start to ask you questions, just answer. And then there you go. You have a conversation. It's like the same thing as a first date. You want them to be talking more about themselves than you to be talking about yourself. Especially as a guy. Yeah. And um, I think the big thing, too, is you know, kind of what you said. Don't, don't be self-deprecating. 
I mean, you can get away with it sometimes, but it's kind of like... You, yeah. gotta, you have to be like a 10 of a dude. Yeah. For or it to be self-deprecating. It, it has to be so strategic on what you're doing that yeah. you, you're not even asking this question of us because you know what you're doing. That'll be for a different podcast. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's a lot of trial and error too. There's been so many times I can think of numbers just like stepped up to plate and I swung and I, you know, I swung so hard and I, I almost swung out of my shoes because I Spun missed so around. bad. Um, but yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Next question. Um, are star signs bullshit from male senior? Dude, I go back and forth on that all the time. Did, oh my, you know what it just reminded me of from the last party, uh, the party I went to last night? Okay. This chick I was talking to was asking me what my sign was, and I'm like, oh. Or no, I, for, I forgot. She She just like said out of nowhere, like, She's talking about her age or something, and like when she was born, she's like, "Oh, November 9th or something." So I'm a Scorpio. And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." But I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't even know what a Scorpio looks like on like the Snapchat thing. It's a scorpion. Oh, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, then she asked me what I'm like. I'm an Aries, and she's like, "Ooh, that's a red flag." And I was like, "Every time." Okay, I don't so get it. clarification: Ben and I are both Aries. I really don't get it. Yeah, so every time I feel like people, when they hear that we're Aries, they think we're, like, toxic or just douchebags. And the first thing she hit me with is that she's like, oh, you're an Aries, so that means you're not empathetic at all. And I was like, I think if I asked my friends this, they would say I'm the opposite of not empathetic. Empathetic? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I mean... I don't think you should, like, if you're vibing with someone if you're talking to them and it's going good and then they ask you your star sign if they say it's a red flag based off your star sign maybe that's somebody you yeah. shouldn't be talking to i don't know so it's more about them but i don't know like i know some people are really into that stuff and i don't know wanna... i ask this question yeah oh he's probably in aries too and just getting hated on yeah well, I don't know, but apparently Aries are fucking, nobody likes us. And uh, the best compatible star sign for Scorpio is a Leo or some shit, I don't know. But, in my opinion, I have no opinion regarding this. I, I just don't think about it at all. Yeah, I mean... Because it's like, what did, when, when, I didn't even, it's not like I asked to be born in April. Yeah. It just happens. And what what about me being born, you know, and the the star's alignment, um, like, has to do with who I am and my personality? It's like nurture versus nature. Yeah. That's like saying that a kid born in, like, a low-income housing is going to grow up to just be another person that lives in low-income housing based off purely where they're born and who they were born to. Yeah. Like, basically, circumstances out of their control. And I just, I don't know. To me, I'd say if somebody asks you that and it seems like they're being really serious about it or like they're going to judge you off it, just walk away. Yeah. Next question from a female freshman. Why do guys think fighting is cool? <laughs> like fighting each other? Yeah. Like that's, I'd be, I mean, I'm assuming it, so it's a female freshman. So she probably went to like a party or something and just saw uh-huh. some drunk kids like trying to 
act tough or something. Or maybe she's in the freshman dorms and saw all the other freshman dudes like try to act tough and I don't know. I mean, I think people who pick fights out of nowhere are probably insecure about something or like that's the only thing they can do is just like beat ass. Yeah. So that's their that's what they resort to, but. I don't think it's cool necessarily. I think there's a place and a time to do it. Like if you're being disrespected or if someone does something to you, like and they're liable to get punched in the face, they should probably get punched in the face. I think the coolest people are the ones that can like get out of a fight without having to like act in any physical capacity. To me, yeah, being able to talk yourself out of a situation is probably the coolest thing you can do, and it's the best thing to do at the end of the day because it's like fighting is kind of stupid. Like anything could happen. Yeah. You know, all it takes is like. There's no ref to pull them off you if you Right. Need it. It's just messy. and But it's also kind of the environment being in college. It's just like, dude, imagine it's like 18 to 24 year old dudes. All stuck together. Yeah. yeah. And like alcohol and girls and stuff. And it just, yeah, it's like a recipe for fighting almost. So. I'd avoid the guys that do because I, I don't think you want to be in that situation. Yeah, and every every dude wants to act tough until it's actually time to be tough. Yeah. Um, most of the times it's a front, honestly. How many dudes have you met that are like, try to talk shit, at, assuming you're not going to talk shit back to them? And as soon as you say something back, they don't know what to do because they didn't plan that in their head. And like every person I know who can fight or like trains, that's like their last resort. They're going to try and get away from it as much as they can because they know either that they're going to fuck this dude up or that it's just not worth their time. Yeah, and fighting is like a way last resort kind of thing. Like you, like it's life or death kind of thing. Um, and you know, not not everybody's like a UFC fighter walk around. Not everybody's Nate Diaz who just yeah. fights to fight. Um, at least I hope there's not a lot of people like Nate Diaz walking around. Um, but yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Nice question from a male sophomore. How do you cultivate a friendship? That's a good question. I think the first, like, the first thing that should be said about it is time. If you're trying too hard to cultivate a friendship, though, then you have to think about why you're trying to cultivate that friendship. It's the same thing about, like, finding groups of people that we talked about in the last one. It's just if you're trying and you're not being yourself, there's no point in being that person's friend. Or if you find, find yourself putting in more effort than the other person... And I'm trying to convince them that you're gonna be their that you're like want to be their friend. There's no point in doing that. I think cultivating a friendship is like obviously there's an aspect of um, in any sort of relationship is a give and take, and ideally you'd want it to be you know uh, an even give and take. Who asked this? A uh, male sophomore. Sophomore. Okay. So I'm assuming this dude met some a good group of people. He just wants to figure out what's the next step. I said just stay involved with them. Yeah, and hang like, out with them. You know, never. Don't be afraid to. Sh- oh, it's kind of hard to say, but try not to be afraid of you know sticking your neck out for them, um, especially if they are a good good group of people, um, because maybe if they see that that you stuck stuck up for them, maybe they'll do it for you. Um, but then again, it can always go the other way, so that's why you know you should really be cautious about who you stick your neck out for. Um, or who you know who you who you vouch for and stuff like that. It's like a big thing I noticed this week. Um, 
like when we went to the rugby game, the ASU rugby game. Yeah. I was thinking about it and I wasn't. I just didn't kind of feel like going out that night because I was kind of tired already, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to really hang out with anyone that night. But I was thinking about it, and the person who invited me to this game and whose game it was showed up for me when he really didn't have to. He came out and hung out with us when I called him and asked him. Yeah. When he really didn't have to, he came out late and everything. And I was thinking, he showed up for me. I'm gonna show up for him. And I think I'm not saying that I did that just to show that I was friends with him, but. It's like, like, it makes you feel good about doing it. Yeah, and I felt like I was almost, like, obliged to. Yeah, but it's not even an obligation. It's something that you naturally kind of want to do. Yeah, and then I had fun. Because you're a good person. Yeah, we had fun and everything, and it was cool to see him and go out and everything. So I felt, like, a lot better after just making the move to go out and spend time and just see these people. Yeah, and it's, it's, um... Sorry I didn't go to your party the next night. The the (laughs) right kind of people will respect, you know, the gestures that you make for them and they'll definitely notice it yeah 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 definitely um and then it gets to a point where it's just like you're not necessarily thinking about okay they did one for me i'll do one for them it's just natural at that point it's just back and forth and you know it gets to a point where it's kind of like subconscious or unconscious to you You just do it because yeah it definitely becomes natural um and that's that's like the best kind of friendships and there's an addendum to this question it's like uh it says or not an addendum, but it's basically a continuation. I group these together. It's from a male freshman. What does it feel like to hang around with good friends? Feels right. I mean, it feels, I've had it's times, easy. Yeah, I've That's had nights where I hang out with people that aren't really like good friends, and I'm almost just thinking about going home the whole time. Yeah. And then I'll go out with people who are my real friends or who have been there a long time. And it's just like, this feels right. Yeah. Like, I'm in the, I'm like not quote unquote home, but I'm with people who I've considered to be my friends and I'm more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been to parties where it's just like, I'm thinking right away, like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Or I feel like I don't fit in. Or I feel like I can't really talk because I just, you know, maybe I'm, I'm nervous. And the reason why I'm nervous is because, like, I don't know them that well. Um, but yeah, hanging out with good friends, it's like natural. You can be yourself. You can kind of let your guard down and say say whatever and not feel like you're going to get judged for it. Um, and I think, I don't know, I feel like, I wish everybody in life can have that experience to hang around with a good friend because I think it's it's kind of necessary for for humans. It seems like by asking that question, like, he's really questioning every time he goes out with the people he, he considers his friends now. And I think everybody, I don't know about, I shouldn't say everybody, but I feel like I've, I've ran into that scenario before where I'm questioning, like, am I, are the people that I'm hanging out with right now, like, good friends? And, like, where did I get that adjective of good friends or good friends? Um, is it because like they were telling me that I'm their good friend, but I don't necessarily feel like it? Um, which kind of goes down to like you kind of have to set your own um, your own boundaries, I guess. I guess not your own boundaries, your like own definitions standard. or your yeah. standards, yeah, of like what a good friend is. Like a good friend for me is somebody I'd call like at any hour of the day if I needed something in a case of emergency. And you know they'd pick up. Yeah. 
Uh, there are plenty of people that I thought were my friends but wouldn't even answer a call. Yeah. And then there's definitely, like, times where... I don't know. I guess there's times where you just know these people aren't really my friends because just the way they treat you, like... You just get, like, an ick feeling. Put it this way. I, I remember maybe in high school or maybe really early in college where these people I thought were my good friends wouldn't... Like, they would all hang out without me, and I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I thought I was your good friend, but I don't get an invitation. Yeah. Um, and maybe that says something about me. I didn't get an invitation for a reason. Or maybe it says something about them, like... I just slipped their mind when they're inviting people. Or maybe I was just looking into it too much. But I would say, you know, having a good friend group, it's like... I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll like, list examples. Like, for, for us personally, like, for all our good friends, I think we all have a group chat with each other. Yeah. That's, like, a, a, a thing. Or at least I, you know, they're the kind of people that will support me. Like, if I if I get an achievement or, like, I do something, they'll... They'll tell me congratulations, or if I'm like planning for something big, they're, you know, wishing the best for me or whatever, and they just kind of know what's going on in your life, um, or they bother, or they they actually give a damn to ask what's going on in your life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if you can add anything to that or not, but. No, I think you said it good. Yeah, at the end of the day, it just feels natural. I should say. Um. This from a female junior. She asks, "What's it like being short?" <laughs> um, it's humbling, dude. <laughs> Why'd you read that one? <laughs> I was thinking about this last night. I don't know why. Cause you're hanging on jazz. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, dude. I think uh, some ASAP Ferg song came on. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Jazz looks over at me. He's like, hey, this is our song. And I was just like, yeah. But I remember I was talking to Haley. I was like, man, I really wish I was just like an inch taller sometimes. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess any dude would, would wish they were an inch taller. I don't even care if you're like six. Maybe if you're like seven feet tall, you don't want to be an inch taller. But any dude under like I don't know 6'2 would wish they were probably an inch taller well I think it's just like nobody's happy with themselves yeah dude dude yeah oh fuck that's a good point I mean I'm fucking short right I mean how does it feel to be a giant of a woman I was just about to say that too just like, cause I know the chick that asked this question and she's a fucking Amazon of a lady straight stallion I hate, she's like six one. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool being short. It sucks sometimes, but you know, everybody wishes they were taller, skinnier, stronger. I don't know. Like, it's all superficial. Um, I, I still get bitches though. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Have you seen that video? Uh, it's the Bradley Martin one. He was like hanging out with that fat guy. He's like, "Are you comfortable with your weight?" And he's like, no, no, I still get bitches. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. Hey, get in where you fit in. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was joking about that, but 
I don't know. It, it is humbling, and um, it definitely taught me to uh, reach for the stars. Sometimes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Don't put a limit on yourselves. Um, but yeah, totally joking. I don't get bitches. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a longer, long-form question from a male sophomore. Just got broken up with by my girlfriend of six months. Found out she was talking to someone before our relationship and through it. How do I get over this? I mean, I'll echo the same shit that I tell you or most people. Especially since it was only six months. Like, you only wasted six months of your life. Yeah, you got out. Got it could out. be worse. Yeah. And I, I'd like to say that to everything, which... I know people don't like to hear that because it's like... that's but it's, such but a, it's bad enough as it is for Yeah, them. it's such a cliche answer. Um, but... I mean, there's a lot of issues that come up just by that, the context you've given us. Like, basically, this girlfriend or ex-girlfriend of yours now was talking to a dude before you even made it official with her and while you were dating her. And it might seem like, A, you probably knew this guy. It's like the guy your girlfriend tells you not to worry about. Oh, her bet, yeah. Or maybe she didn't even tell his name at all. And, like, you have no idea who this is. Both of them suck because it feels like with that second one where you didn't even know, like your whole world kind of get drops out beneath you. Yeah, and it's. I feel like a lot of trust issues come out that way. Like a really deep psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks, but um, I guess to get over it, like. I don't know. I always try to tell this to people, if, if any person does you wrong in your life. Just be so confident in yourself as a person that you know that they are missing out on somebody that was truly good for them. Um, which, you know, is easier to say it than to actually understand it and feel that way. But it just shows to you, like, would, this girlfriend of yours, you probably thought, you know, she was the one or something, maybe. So Clearly she wasn't. Yeah. And it's like, do you want to know that that girl would be maybe the mother of your kids i say don't ever blame yourself for what other people do to you especially like yeah at the same time like maybe you did something that made her go talk to this other person but he she's talking to him before yeah but that yeah that's not your fault that she did that to you at all and i think the best thing to do is move on maybe not like go immediately start talking to other people to try to find someone to rebound on yeah because usually when you rebound you get something worse because you have a really rose tinted glasses and you're not really paying attention you're more focused on the idea of getting someone or you end up finding the wrong kind of person yeah that happened to me a couple times or wait i guess you kind of already said that what was I trying to say? Not that you find the wrong kind of person, but you're just, like, running away from, like, issues you should fix by, like, going to somebody else. Yeah, like, be completely okay with yourself, so if this shit happened again, it wouldn't even phase you. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, at the same time, don't expect the worst out of other people, and don't let past trauma enter into new relationships or any other portion of your life. Yeah. Especially with just, like, the conversations you have with yourself. Positive self-talk is so important, actually. Tell yourself a better lie. There's a lot of... Uh, there's studies on that in athletes about how positive self-talk actually uh, relates to uh, increased performance. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, dude, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Because in a way, you were cheated on. Yeah. And you that's mean, like lied the to word. the whole time. Yeah. The basis of your relationship was a lie. Yeah. Especially and, if she was saying, you're the only one that I'm talking to or something along those lines. And I'm sure there's a lot of, like, situations you've made up in your brain or worked through in your brain. Like, why does she do this? Just don't let it eat you up. Yeah. You know, you're your own worst critic. Everybody's their own worst critic. But yeah, sorry to hear that, man. Um, here's a funny question to lighten the mood. Female Junior asks, I'm assuming she's asking you this, because she mentions my name. Uh, explain to us Ben's taste in women. P.S. We know he likes them crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, go in-depth and then just, like, throw all these people under the bus, but... Well, I, I'll start off by saying this. <laughs> Everybody is crazy, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, I say that all the time. Everybody's crazy, and in terms of dating, you have to just pick your favorite one, or the one that you can deal with. That kind of matches your own crazy. I would say, like, the, uh, the ones that I've had, like, long-term relationships with, I feel like... I'm on the best terms with them. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say if you're like white, short, and brunette, probably got a good chance with them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my preference in women is preferably women that like me back, but they just me too. happen to uh, be shorter and white and brunette. Um, I don't know. Air Force dads. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, I don't know. Could, can we put that question on you? What are your tastes in women? Obviously, you have a girlfriend now, so she's my girlfriend, or your girlfriend is your taste in women. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean... From what you've seen. You've kind of like... If we were playing a game of darts, right? You've hit the whole damn board. Yeah, because I feel like every time a relationship of mine ends, I'll reassess like everything and be like, okay, maybe this is the reason why I didn't stay with this person, or maybe this is the reason why they didn't stay with me. So you go to the opposite end. Yeah, of that. and I go to the, I just bounce like back and forth trying to figure out like an antithesis. I think that's like anything in life though. You're kind of like zeroing in basically. Obviously, your first few attempts are going to be all over the place, but as you get more. It'd Let's be call worse. It data. Yeah, it'd be worse if I kept going for the same type of person, thinking that it would pan out eventually. Because that's just insanity. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out like what you like, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously, what you like changes over time as you get older. Because nobody nobody has like a singular taste that. I mean, maybe sometimes, but most people like they're taste or their interest in things evolve as you get older or they just change yeah and which is completely normal so like maybe you liked cheeseburgers as an eight-year-old and now as you know an 18 year old you hate cheeseburgers not to compare you know girls to cheeseburgers yeah <laughs> um how can we put this more into like terms i guess um 16 year old to like 18 year old asher was like really into photography yeah so you after them artsy ones. yeah so then i went after artsy girls and then i realized that all of them are crazy <laughs> yeah who willingly puts themselves through that yeah. or who 
willingly thinks they're so good enough to claim they are that. Yeah, so then I went for that, and then kind of narrowed in on my career and all that stuff. Like, I don't know, I think I'd still be with the person that I'm with right now, even if they weren't as similar to me as they are. It just helps, though, to have common yeah. interest. Yeah, like going to the gym and things like that. Well, no, that's a big thing, actually, because in the la- in the previous girls that I dated, none of them wanted to go to the gym, and all of them thought of the gym as just like, a distraction from them for me yeah like why are you going to the gym we could just be hanging out or something or it's like why do you want to like focus on that and they didn't really see the reasoning behind it mm-hmm. or like why I was going at all and so then I guess I 180 and was like I need somebody who shares the same interests as me because I mean I say it to the girl I'm dating all the time it's like we're a team we're working towards our goals together like I'll carry your weight, you carry my weight, we're together on that. Yeah. And so that's what I've really wanted, and I think that's what I've narrowed that into to find out that that's what I need in a partner. Yeah, and it, it took you how many years to figure that out? 21. So, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, getting, touching on the subject of dating, it's like, obviously dating is a numbers game. Cause and you can't win if you don't play, so that's why it is a numbers game. Um. But by dating, let's put it this way: the girls you dated before your current girlfriend, they were necessary. Yeah. For you to find the girl you're dating now. Yeah, and I think because um, I've known this girl for so long, and we kind of had a chance to date before, it wouldn't have gone as good as it's going now. If I had started earlier. Dude, timing is so important. Yeah, timing is a big thing. And it's weird because it's like, what makes timing so good? Well, like, the I fact that it's, it's out of your control sometimes. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is like, you can't really, like, narrow down when's a good time. You just have to, like, keep going. You can't rush perfection. There you go. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I like talking about dating because, like, I don't know, it's fun. Like, I just, I don't know, I like it. Uh. But it's also important to, like, know yourself. And I'm not saying you should completely know yourself because nobody does. Well, I think dating, the biggest thing about dating is learning about yourself through other people. Yeah, you do learn a lot by dating people. But if you don't, if if you don't even, like, think about what you're learning during your relationships, then there's no point of dating. Yeah, well, that goes, it ties back to, you know, being present and, like, everything in life should be a lesson. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's kind of hard to, uh, I think nowadays it's harder to find, like, I don't want to say that because it sounds, like, really bad. At least for me, I just learned to be more selective, I think. Instead of, like, being, settling for less. Yeah, you, I mean, but you're not being selective for their sake. You're being selective for your sake because right. you've learned... What, what you don't want. Yeah, what being just, like, open to anything will do to you. And, like, tying this back to, like, something we talked about our, on our last episode, you should kind of have, like, set yourself to a high standard, and hopefully by doing that you will attract people that can meet you at that expectation. Or you can meet them at their expectation. If their bar is set way higher than yours, 
it's like if you set yourself at that or you set the people you date at such a high expectation then you will i feel like naturally also keep yourself at a higher expectation yeah and self-improve to the point to where you attract those right people yeah and i don't know like i don't even know what the original question was oh we were talking about a taste your type yeah Yeah, my type i'd like to say this i want to thank each and every one of those girls that i've dated because you guys have made me the person i am today and i could not be any more wait what am i trying to say i couldn't be any less happy i was about to say i couldn't be any less happier I mean, that goes to the point where everyone is like, would you change anything in your life? No, because I wouldn't be who I am, and I wouldn't have learned what I've learned. And I love who I am right yeah, now. And without it. I love how each one of them either stayed in my life or they left it. Yeah, because sometimes people have to leave. Yeah. Um, kind of tying on to this, I don't really know what this question is supposed to mean. But it's from a female sophomore, and she says, hopeless, romantic, or scared to love, question mark. Hopeless, romantic. Yeah. Dude, you know what's so funny? There's, like, two songs that are each one of those. Like, there's that Wiz Khalifa, hopeless, romantic song, and then the Juice World scared to love song. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Um, It's definitely two different perspectives and also, like, two different points of their life. That's on Black Hollywood, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like... I don't know, what does being a hopeless romantic... Like, what do you define that as? What does that mean? Not the idea of... Not to the extreme of, um, like, a soulmate. But I think the idea of just idealizing a situation or a partner or relationship where I guess it works out you know because I feel like even that in this day and age is something that's considered being a hopeless romantic thinking that you're gonna have somebody that stays with you for life eventually that you're married to that's it's just like not an open relationship or anything it's like that it's just you and them as a team starting a family getting a house all the stuff that our parents did. But if you think being a hopeless romantic, you might idealize a, a situation too much. Yeah, yeah. Like you can be in a terrible relationship and think this is all going to work out in the end. Or so it's there's like, like moderation that you should. Yeah, to the point if you, should if you find yourself like self-sacrificing and choosing that person over you in the sense to where you're losing yourself and losing your morals, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Then you're just stupid and blind. Yeah, and I think, dude, this is so hard for me because you know me. Like, yeah. as soon as I see something, I will like jump head first into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I go way too, too much. And I think being a hopeless romantic for some people, it's like. sure it's fun to like romanticize things because it makes you feel good inside it also makes it more fun to be in those situations but like the big thing about being a hopeless romantic that i like kick myself for is 
I see them for somebody who I want them to be and not who they are. I think that's the point of putting on blinders and blindfolding yourself and just hoping that this one will work because you put enough energy into it. That's not how it works because there's another person in that situation. Yeah, and sometimes you like... The person you paint them to be is just somebody that's completely unattainable. We're going back to the Johnny Depp quote. No, it is that Johnny Depp quote. and You're falling in love with an idea of a person or you're staying with an idea of a person hoping that they become that person again or they change to become the person that you're idealizing. I think there's a difference between being a hopeless romantic and being idealistic, though. But then something I've learned recently, and recently as in, like, probably the past... Week? No, a little more than that. Like, like two and a half months, maybe? I've learned that what love really means, or what I think it means right now in my life, is that, like, I can see somebody for who they are, right? Obviously, nobody's a whole person. They have, like, imperfections, whatever. But you can, like, love them for their imperfections. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or despite them. That's the same thing as just saying everybody's crazy. Pick the one you can handle. Right. But... I think the, the, the contrast between those two ideas of being a hopeless romantic and I'll call it my younger self being a hopeless romantic versus me now being a hopeless romantic is that me, my younger self was painting that perfect picture of them so I'd overlook those imperfections in them but now after I guess like reassessing the situation I I understand their faults or even my own faults especially my own faults and I kind of I I accept it, but when it's in regards to the other person's faults, I like understand that those characteristics about them make them who they are. And if they didn't have those, then that person that I originally fell in love with wouldn't be there. Because it takes that initial like seed that's planted in your brain of who that person, the first impression basically, for you to get attracted to them, right? So I would say like originally, this is really getting philosophical, but you did love the person, or you think about your exes, right? That that you had to paint an ideal version of in order to stay with them. You originally loved them for their original self at one point in time, and that time was probably the very beginning of the relationship. But of course, over time, I've seen this happen: people, the girl or guy they're dating changes do you think they change though or do you think that they're putting up a facade to get you to like them like i think it's changing because they change for the worst and nobody wants to put a worse facade on well but what if that what if that change is really just them like becoming or not becoming but letting like their facade down to show who they really are yeah they're basically removing the mask yeah, like people like lying, like, oh, yeah, I like watching football, too, with you, or something like that. And then you're watching football or something, or you're doing whatever you want, and then that they said they liked, and now they're complaining about that, it. That is a good point, because I feel like, you know, everybody wants to put their best foot forward. Yeah, like when we went to car shows and everything two or three years ago or something, and the girl I was dating then would, would say, oh, yeah, I love going to car shows. And then eventually it'd become like, why are we going to all these car shows? 
like why why do we have to drive all the way out here and they're just complaining the whole time and it's just like okay you used to say you like them i thought you liked them i thought this was something that we yeah, enjoyed together that's a good point and then now it's becoming a problem for what reason or it's like oh i like that you go to the gym and then it becomes why do you keep go- why are you going to the gym every day why are you going or like why aren't you spending time with me yeah i think a healthy relationship is understanding that that person that you're dating has their I don't know I don't want to call it imperfections anymore but they have like their characteristics basically um and if you really do love them you'll accept those characteristics yeah and you know or you either accept them or maybe you'll accept them and even support them on it and you show how much you love them basically by how much you can support them by doing it and I think every girl I dated no, not every girl, but every girl I dated for, for uh, like, my longer relationship, relationships, I think, I think I could say that those girls were very supportive of my, like, hobbies and interests and stuff. Um, but then again, that's just one factor of it. There's many variables, like, timing and everything. What was the original question? We were talking about uh, hopeless romantic versus uh, oh, crazy. scared to love. Yeah. But talking about scared to love, like, has there ever been a point in your life where you were scared to love? Yeah, and that usually happens right after you get hurt. Because yeah. th- this is the, like, okay, so, I mean, for those that know me, you know I love love. Like, I love being in love. I think love is such a strong emotion because you are literally letting your guard down completely. In order to love somebody... Vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. But that's why you should be picky about who you love. Because you can't let your guard down for everybody. And like... Because not everyone deserves for you to be vulnerable around them. All my short-term relationships, I got vulnerable like, like normal. And the reason why they're short-term is because they basically abused that. Or they didn't like what you were showing them because they're so used to people putting up a facade or just not, hiding yeah everything. they're just hiding and then that's a, that's easy for them because then there's no responsibility on them yeah because then they because they're at the same time still keeping up their facade and lying about certain things or being a certain person that they think the other person likes but when the other person does it it's like more pressure on them because then they feel like if i become vulnerable too that's not what the, well that's not their plan in the first place even they just don't like that even vulnerable yeah but I'll say this to the people that don't like being vulnerable not to sound harsh but you guys will never find love if you cannot learn how to be vulnerable in a relationship or a friendship especially friendships dude yeah. like imagine being friends with a dude or a, or a girl and all they say is that their life's just great and it's just amazing all the time I'd start to kind of be like, hey, are you are you really okay? Or it's like they put up the same facade around you, who they claim is your friend, around people that they say aren't their friends. So it's just like, if you're just dick-riding me, and you're dick-riding someone else that you don't like, what's the difference? Do you even like me? Yeah, and, that, and it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, like, it kind of goes back to, like, integrity. Like, your words have to match your actions. Yeah. Um, but if you treat everybody the same, ha- and 
those people don't some of those people that you're treating the same aren't worthy of that treatment it kind of like it diminishes the value of your it credibility too. kind of crumbles because it's like how could you treat me the same as somebody who you talk shit about to me like does that mean you talk shit to them about me seems like it honestly. and it goes like two ways that you know i think that's another form of vulnerability being honest and i think the you know the best kind of relationships are built off you know trust and honesty yeah definitely um but yeah i mean i don't know i guess that kind of stems all back to uh being vulnerable i don't know if you want to be somebody worthy of dating you should learn how to be vulnerable selectively and if you want to be a good friend you should also learn how to be vulnerable yeah like i'm not saying like trauma dump on the first date or anything like yeah, that i mean uh, yeah and i think <laughs> yeah don't don't do that that's that's uh that's not like the right way of going about it uh, but yeah, we kind of got off on a huge tangent over there. Um, but, I mean, do you have anything else to add? No. I mean, I think <laughs> we answered the question then just went off for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a lot to talk about. Like, You guys haven't realized this is our therapy. It really is. And hopefully for you guys, you get something out of it. Maybe even just, like, laughing at us. I don't know. Um, oh, here's a nice question from a female senior. So, I think this is the same senior that asked us our worst date story. Mm-hmm. Now she's asking us what's our best date we've ever been on. I think my best date is with the girl that I'm with now. Tell us about that date. That was... That was 4th of July when we started dating, like, officially. Oh, so it was, like, your first date, basically, yeah. your best date? I already, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I told you guys about this already, and, like, I guess it really wasn't our first date, because we've known each other for so long. But it's, like, your first time being, like, in public together. Yeah, it was cool <coughs> because she met my parents and everything, and they clicked right off the bat. Yeah. Shout out my parents just for being good people, unlike most parents. But, um... That was cool, and just being able to not have to game plan a whole conversation or what I'm going to tell to this person. Instead, like, the conversation flowed naturally. We had fun. We were just able to go, like, hang out and just be two people. Like, it doesn't have to be boyfriend-girlfriend. And that's not, like, the situation that it was. It was really just two people talking. Yeah. I guess that goes back to being vulnerable like in order to have a good conversation yeah. it can't be like it can't be small talk obviously right yeah and to on the other end of the spectrum of talk of small talk is on a big talk or deep talk and if you want to have a deep conversation with somebody you have to be vulnerable in a sense definitely yeah. or you have to be willing to tell all and be accountable for everything you do say and just being able to, or just being comfortable enough to be able to know that you can, that the other person's going to be receptive enough of when you say something to them. Because if they're not going to be receptive and then they're just like, oh, I thought this was just small talk. Or yeah. what are we doing if I'm like, why are you telling me this? 
And, and it's like, what's the point? Do you, yeah, that reminds me of all the short-term relationships I have where any, I mean, the premise of the breakup was because <laughs> the talk got too serious, I guess, which sounds really counterintuitive if, if you can't talk to somebody you're dating. Clearly, they're not the right person for you. Um, and it tells you a whole lot about the other person. Yeah, they're probably just not ready for it. Yeah. And it seems, and every time that like I've seen like something like that happen in Ben's life or any of my other friends' life where the person isn't ready to have those conversations, it trickles into every other relationship in their life. It's where they're not ready to be themselves with anybody, so they're lying to everybody. Yeah, and it it's a uh... I couldn't even imagine it. Yeah, so like if that shit happens to you or that person's like that with you, it's just like don't take it personally. It's it's a bigger problem than just you. Or not you're not even the problem. It's it's their problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was a that's a pretty good conversation we've had there. We kind of we didn't talk a lot about a lot of questions today, but we did talk a lot of, about a lot of like what about your Suck best it. date? Best date? I mean, the one that just comes to mind instantly, because I've been on a lot of really good dates, but when I was dating this girl, we went up to Sedona for like a weekend trip, and um, I don't know, that, that felt like a good time, because it's just like, I mean, being from it was in the summer too so being from Arizona it's like it's hot as fuck in Phoenix so being able to get away from the heat is like a number one thing but it's like I don't know something about going on a road trip with the person you're dating like and the drive from here to Sedona is like hardly a road trip but it's like away from town like you have to book a hotel and all that I don't know it's just like this is me over romanticizing everything in my life like it's just kind of like it's just nice it's just you and the other person and you kind of forget about everything else yeah but at the same time it could have been like a bad date if you were on that road trip the whole time and it was like a bad silence yeah well thank god the person I was dating wasn't or yeah the person I was dating when we went up there I mean we were already dating so like thank god this was a girl i could actually talk to basically yeah like it just feels comfortable the whole time yeah that's the best i think that's like the best date is where you're comfortable and the other person is also comfortable if you're just comfortable and the other person is uncomfortable the whole time it'd probably be bad or you're just delusional and you're not paying attention enough it's always nice too when the girl you're dating is like you can like be like oh yeah she's just like my friend too yeah we can just hang out yeah um because like I admire a lot of people that the person that they're dating they treat I don't want to say they solely treat the person they're dating just like they're all their other friends but they know how to treat them as all their other friends yeah. like they can joke to them about it, or they can like make fun of them and it's cool or they can talk about random shit and it's cool right because I feel like some people when they date a girl it's like dude you know it's like the, the meme where the dude's just like or the chicks just say, what if I told your friends how you talk to me? And you know how boyfriends like talking like, fucking 
cushy voice, like baby voice to their girlfriend, and they act hard when they talk to their, their other friends. Yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of like two different people. It's like, well, I think the best kind of relationships are the ones that like... Where you can be... You can be goofy. In your friend group, and your girlfriend could be there, and you're yeah. the same person. Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. If you could bring your significant other or the person you're dating around your friends and it's fine, that's a pretty good sign because your friends are your ber- your, your like best auditing device, I should say. Yeah, because it's like all we've seen other people like bring their girlfriends around or something and they're like a completely different person. Yeah. Or they're just like shut up and they're not even talking the whole time or they're not like having fun. They're not making the same jokes they make with you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why are you even dating them if you can't bring them around? Because think about it. You're dating... I, well, I guess some people don't date to marry nowadays. Yeah, crazy. It's beyond me. But say you are dating to marry and you can't act the same when your girlfriend or boyfriend is around your friends. That means that your future wife or husband cannot be involved with your friends. Yeah. How does that make sense? And that just leads to like resentment. Because then you're just like, I, can't, I never hang out with my friends. And it's like, that's your own fault because you're not even comfortable around both of them in the same like manner. Yeah. Or like, you can't bring them around your family. That's a huge one too. Yeah. Thank God all the girls I dated for not a long time never met my family. But all the girls that I did date for a while, they did meet my family and, you know, they, they all meshed really well. Yeah, it's definitely a good test if you have, like, good relationship with your family, if you bring them around and then they just, they already know. Yeah. Or they're, like, not looking at this person and questioning, like, why why did you bring them here? Or, like, why are you dating them? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the friends and family test. Bring your... Bring the person you're dating around your friends or your family and or your family um, and uh, judge them based off that. It's like every girl I've dated that I brought around and they're just quiet the whole time. That's such a weird, you just know awkward after that. situation yeah. to be in. And even worse, like, I don't know, dude. I hate, because, like, the way I see it when I see dudes bring their girlfriends around their friends and they don't act the same I basically say that their girlfriend cut their balls off and put them in her purse yeah they're neutered they're not the same anymore wait you hate to see it dude you really hate to you see feel it. bad cause it's like what happened to you yeah it's like you were my friend I, I, I you know you were this like great person and now look at you you're half of him or you were a shell of who right. you once were. And, I don't know, it's really unfortunate to see. Gotta date the right people. Yeah. Um, cool, we can end on that. No date more the questions? right people. Uh, we can save for next week. Right. Or next time. Episode 8 coming up. We'll have a lot more. We'll do a rapid fire one for that. Or it's like we'll probably have like a hundred questions. Yeah, that'll be a longer one. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, without further ado, wait, I'm even saying that. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That was actually yeah, have a good week, guys. You guys are such fucking douchebags.
this moment Once we lose it, gone forever Instead of what if, wish we could clone it You and me, we could own it Transform it and frame it If we move and step together Synced in perfect arrangements So what you aiming for? I'm humble, more settled these days But I find you very stimulated Enamored sub, melted in your laser hot gaze Cool vibes flowing with you Waiting in the waves Breath stroking in the pressure you I'm just digging the scene While he digging on me On the way back to Queens Move, move back leather seats Munchies, that's grabs meats On the run like two thieves Time to kill a night young Love just moving, I leave As if I was cast to play your misses In the story like a period It plays the end of sentences This ain't the end, this the genesis Appreciate you, honorable mention Dedication, let the music make it Move with the grooves, move like that Move with the grooves, move like that And now we Another piece of the fabric, this magic Cause I'm a beast with the rabbit and the average Girls see me shooting right down the cleavage I'll never go without the best music I need This I'm spastic with jazz My homies here to show that we mastered the craft Turn your Sony up and blow back your wig piece If you dig grease, got the grimy on lock And make it knock through the big leagues Check the frequency as I cross the meter Table down, but the mic won't fall 